0: Good morning, and welcome to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. I'm glad you've made the connection and are with us today. I'm Lori Fitz, your host. And the goal of our show is to explore a wide range of topics that challenge us to see ourselves, our community, and the world around us in ways that get us thinking, get us imagining, sometimes getting us giggling, and sometimes getting us excited about an event coming up. And being inspired or challenged to do it just a bit more because we've made the connection. So there is an event coming up. Uh, It's today, actually. Uh, April 14th through the 16th is the first part of the St. Paul Art Crawl. Uh, St. Paul Art Art Crawl is now going to be over several weekends instead of just one weekend. So you have many opportunities, no excuses, um, not to go down and explore and have fun at the art crawl. So this weekend, next weekend, April 21st through the 23rd, April 28th through the 30th, uh, May 5th through the 7th are all – St. Paul Art Crawl Days. If you want more information as you're listening, but not if you're driving, but if you're in your home and you want to check out the St. Paul stpaulartcollective.org, there is a place where you can um, go to the art crawl events for spring and see all the fabulous things that are there. The big thing is, is this is a celebration, and we have 10 art districts in St. Paul. And the St. Paul Art Crawl is put on by the St. Paul Art Collective and it's been going since 1991. It is the longest running art crawl in the United States, so we should all be proud of that. Uh, And you can explore the work of hundreds of talented local artists, enjoy local food, live music, dance, 21 different venues, there are galleries, there are shared spaces, there's artist lofts. It's casual, very family-friendly. And it's fun to do just at your own pace. Uh, It's a can't miss for anyone who wants to buy art. And when you buy art, you're not only investing in that artist, you're investing in the community. So it's a unique experience. You can have fun supporting the arts in a community while exploring the city and all of its wonderful creative individuals. And speaking of creative individuals, I have some wonderful people that are joining me today. We have Tim Jenin from the Lower Town Lofts Artists Collective the Cooperative. Cooperative, Tim, thank you for joining us today.
1: Thanks, Lori. Yeah. Glad to be here.
0: Oh, good, good. We're, uh, I know we're going to come back to you because I want to learn more about the Lower Town um, Artists Cooperative, the Artists Lofts Cooperative. Uh, we also have. Uh, Alex Hall from the Northern Bell Tattoo. Hello. <laughs> We're glad you're here, and I'm I'm particularly excited about how tattoos are now part of the art crawl. Yes. Uh, it's I'm not excited. something you're going to be able to walk in and just do, but you can w- be respectful and see the process of tattoo. And perhaps con- contact them later for your own special tattoo. Yes, absolutely. And we have Linda Cassone from the Spatial Effects Gallery. Hey, Linda. Thanks for having us today. Oh, absolutely, Linda. Uh, I'm looking forward to our conversation about the wonderful local Minnesota artists that you're going to be featuring in your gallery. And then we have Andrew Webster of Master Framers.
2: Hi, Lori. Thank you.
0: Thank you. And you've been doing this for 25 years, did you say? Uh,
2: This is 25 that I've been part of Master Framers, yes.
0: And Master Framers has all of the different St. Paul posters, St. Paul Art Crawl posters. In
2: our collection, yes. I should probably get them out to put them on display for this one since we're talking about
0: it. (laughs) Well, (laughs) just knowing that you have it is very special and Uh, that you've been collecting it and and keeping that um, history for all. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. So, Tim, my friend, you Uh are with the – Lower Town, Loft's Lower Town
1: Lofts, Artist, artist Cooperative, Cooperative. Mm-hmm.
0: and you were. It started in the early 1980s as part of a urban redevelopment. Uh, tell, yes, tell me a little bit about that.
1: Well, it's kind of a. It was a unique thing. Uh, we were one of the first um, artist cooperatives uh, that actually provide living space and studio space. Um, So all of our artists work and live at home, and it has, you know, it has, uh, it's, we're pushing 40 now, and uh, it's been quite, you know, a successful cooperative, and one of the longest sustaining, self-sustaining cooperatives in the country.
0: I noticed on your website there is a um, lower town, the rise of an urban village. Um, Yes, featured. Um, And I love that that concept of creating an artist village.
1: Yeah. Well, a lot of the artists did congregate in Lower Town uh, of St. Paul, and it was kind of natural. A lot of artists had. uh, I remember back in the 70s, artists um, living illegally, you know, in their (laughs) studios because they didn't have a place uh, to live. And so this was a way of of keeping the artist's um uh downtown and uh self-sustaining um so it's it's an affordable uh it's an affordable place for artists to live
0: it's it's been sort of a tradition you know that artists go in and and vitalize an area make it exciting but sometimes gentrification yeah. comes in and here ha- they've they've built this this wonderful place but then they can't afford to stay there It seems like the that this provides them the opportunity to continue to stay in the place that.
1: Yeah, what we do is uh, the artists buy share uh, buy a share in the co-op, and so we are owners. Um, We're we're both members and owners of the cooperative, and uh, and we run pretty much everything in the building. Um, We we it's a very democratic. Thing It's not a kind of living situation that's for everyone, um, because you have to contribute a lot uh, you, in maintaining the building, um, you, you know, uh, providing cleaning services, doing all sorts of stuff. Um, that's,
0: that's that's part that's, of the uh, commitment.
1: People. That- yeah, it's like uh, we're all homeowners.
0: Well, good. That, that allows you to own it and keep it, which is... You know, right. must make people feel good. Now, the other thing I'm assuming that people feel good about is having the art crawl. So yes, tell me a little bit about what happens during the art crawl.
1: Well, um, our whole, we have over 30 artists that that live here and work here, and uh, m- many of them will be participating in the art crawl. Almost all of the artists will ha- be present in one way or another because our building is. Um, is also an incredible uh, display space for art. And so almost all the artists work are throughout the building and uh, it's always kind of exciting to visit there. Uh, So we will, and many of the artists will be on hand uh, to answer questions, talk to people, um, talk about the experience of living in a cooperative and, uh, and we 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 love it because it, it basically uh, brings people into our building, um, it, you know, to, you know, uh, to really feel that sense of community.
0: Yeah. Also, it's visually beautiful. I mean, all the skylights. Um, oh, yeah. Really create, you know, bringing the outside light in. Um, and yeah, that the, was the
1: light is incredible. It
0: is. It, and And artists, of course, love light. Uh, but it, it is particularly nice um, to experience it now one other question for you if someone wanted to be part of um, the lower town uh, mm-hmm. lofts do, is there an application process and a waiting list and all that good stuff
1: yep there's a yep there's a full uh, application process they can visit our website at lowertownlofts.org. org and uh, and there's how um, you there's a direct invitation to people do you want to live here um this is what it means to live in an artist cooperative and And, you can look at all up there
0: and before we go uh tell us a little bit about your visual diary you as an artist (laughs) uh, in in creating your visual diary
1: yeah i'm i'm a drawer um a constant drawer and uh and about ten years ago, um I started a series of drawings called freeze frame drawings and Those are what I usually emphasize at the uh at the art crawl and It happened when I broke my ankle and needed something to draw and so every day I would um freeze frame my my television screen and on different things and i I used it mainly to uh to experiment with materials and and, and work on composition. And eventually it became kind of a visual diary of things I was watching. And uh, I I, um, put them up on Facebook and I kind of grew an audience. Yes, um, you have quite a following. Almost everybody has seen Uh movies and people would always be responding with things like, I was just thinking of that movie (laughs) and I hadn't seen it in years. Oh,
3: that's wonderful. Um,
1: and so, yeah, it's it's a very. I, I believe in doing work that's very direct uh, that communicates, you know, with with people and hits them at their core. And and we all look at things uh, on on the screen.
0: And, and, we and you have uh, this art up for folks to see at the uh, at the crawl. Yes. Oh, great. Yep.
1: You will see. Um, you will see a very small percentage of the over a thousand drawings I've done in this series.
0: And, uh, I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing those and, mm-hmm. and for more information about the art crawl uh, you can go to the org, and then there's a backslash art crawl events but you can see it when you go to the art crawl and we'll be right back we're going to be um, having the chance to talk to Alex Hall who will share with us about the Northern Bell Ho- Northern Bell Tattoo and we'll be right back stay with us Welcome back to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. We also talk about fun events, and we are celebrating the St. Paul Art Crawl, and it's happening today. So if you want to go down and hang out and see the great art crawl, you can. It's happening April 14th through the 16th, April 21st through the 23rd, the 28th through the 30th, and May 5th through the 7th. For more information, you can go to the Collective.org and then you just go right over to the Spring 2023 Art Crawl event. And we have wonderful artists that are joining us, artists and supporters of artists that are joining us today. Uh, we just heard in our last segment from Tim Jennon about the cool Lower Town Lofts Artist Cooperative. Tim, thank you so much for sharing.
1: Yeah, th- thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. Um, In this segment, we're going to be talking to Alex Hall from the Northern Bell Tattoo. Hello. And We'll be right back to you to learn more about the tattoo. Uh, Linda Cassone is joining us from the Spatial Effects Gallery. Welcome, Linda. Thank you. Absolutely. Glad to be here. Oh, we're, (laughs) we're glad you're here, too. And Andrew Webster from Master Framers. Hello. Hi there. So, Alex... You have got you have a loft, right, in the lower town? So, um, my
3: shop is located in the Rossmore building? In the Rossmore, yes. That's right. Yep, so we're um storefront
0: uh on the main level of the Rossmore. And you are the owner and the operator Correct. of the Northern Bell Tattoo. And you began in an apprenticeship in two thousand and twelve and you completed it in two thousand and seven yes, <laughs> it was
3: quite the journey
0: and you started in Dallas,
3: so I actually I completed my apprenticeship here, um, but right after that, I did move to Dallas and spent uh, a few years tattooing there um, and I just i
0: couldn't stay away from Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> I had to come back. My grandfather used to say that um being in Minnesota uh is like rubber band or a rubber binder for the, mm-hmm. the, the Minnesotans that you can only go so far before you're pulled back. <laughs> that
3: is very true.
0: <laughs> my my parents moved around a lot, um, but we always would come home and, and he would say, yep, yeah, you, you all will be back. You all will live here. And mm-hmm. just about everyone came back and he was right. So tell me about um, the experience of going to your... Uh, Northern Bell tattoo. If someone were to come during the art crawl, what would it be like? Yeah, well,
3: um, so on during every day, um, we are very calm. We're a private <laughs> studio. Um, we don't do walk-ins usually, unless we're having a special event. Um, I would say it's more of a boutiquey feel compared to your your traditional tattoo shops. Um, you know, you can't come in and just pick out anything off the wall. Uh, if you come into my shop, you will sit down, you'll have a, a conversation with an artist about what you're hoping to get, um, your vision, and bringing that to life. Um, during the art crawl, uh, we will be showcasing some other types of art that uh, our artists do, as well as some of their family members, um, and just kind of combining the two, you know, the tattoo side of things and the fine art side of things, and um, we will have some artists available during the crawl to possibly chat about ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have some online things that we'll be showcasing that day. I don't want to share too much, but right. you'll just have to come in
0: and see. So there are about 10 artists that will so be joining you?
3: There, yes, there's five of us that work um, at the tattoo studio and then just kind of our, our loved ones are jumping in with us too.
0: So when you go in, half the studio will be still doing Correct. tattoos, yep. and you're just asking folks to be very respectful.
3: Yes, please. If you <laughs> do come in, um, half of the studio will be kind of kind of blocked off just uh, with our normal appointments for the day. Um, so if you do come in, just kind of stay quiet, look around, like normal gallery yeah. rules. Um, mm-hmm. And then the other half of the shop will have... Uh, products for sale. We'll have um, earrings, bracelets, balms, and then uh, art. Lots and lots of art.
0: And you encourage walk-ins to look at that art and purchase. Yes. But not the day that you're just going to be able to come in and say, hey, this is great. I want a tattoo too. Yeah.
3: Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, not this time. We do have events like that, um, but not not for art crawl.
0: We were talking earlier about uh, the rise of um, folks wanting tattoos, and I had shared that I was very surprised that when my mother was in her eighties, she was sort of confessing to me that she wanted a tattoo, and she wanted a little rose. Um, and I was like, "Really? I mean, this is a very conservative woman <laughs> suddenly wanting a rose." Um, and, and and you were sharing that that there are it's very intergenerational. There's lots it's amazing. Of, yeah.
3: yeah, I I have had so many sixty plus-year-old clients that um, are now wanting their very first tattoos because they're seeing their kids, their grandkids, you know, like they're seeing the um, everyone else getting the tattoos they, they've wanted. And they're like, you know, I have always wanted this art on my body, but it's just been so stigmatized mm-hmm. that I haven't felt comfortable to do it until now. So,
0: And you think COVID also had an impact?
3: I do. I think people got very introspective during the lockdown <laughs> and realizing, you know, life is short and why not? Why not get that art that you've
0: always wanted? And uh, do people come in with an image that they, that they say, this is what I want or is it more, this is an idea I have. And will you work with me on that?
3: Yes. It's usually a very, at least, at least at our shop, it's a very flexible um, collaborative thing. So mm-hmm. that. Some people come in and they don't have any reference images. They just kind of say, I want, you know, this flower with this animal on this body part. What can we do? <laughs> we're like, I, I got you.
0: <laughs> I love it. Mm-hmm. But you also have people bring in pictures of their, their pets.
3: Yep. Oh, that's a very, very common one. I love pet portraits. I could uh, do pet portraits every day.
0: And it's a way of acknowledging that that's important to you. It, yeah. Have you – Really, work with them to help them express their personal art, because this is something obviously that they want permanently you know mm-hmm. they they want to express themselves on, with their body with their art. Um, it seems like that that is indicating something bigger than just "I want to wear a tattoo it seems like there 's a claiming it 's of...
3: very yeah tattoos are I think the ultimate form of ownership mm-hmm. over yourself and your identity and yeah, they, they can be a really affirming thing mm-hmm. for a lot of different reasons. Um, yeah, it, it's very special. So, yeah, it's, you know, we are artists trying to create the best art for our clients, but the clients themselves are really driving that, the
0: mm-hmm. message, and we, we do our best to convey that. And you have different artists with different styles. Yes. And, and if you want to go ahead and give the website so folks could check it out.
3: Yeah, check it out, northernbelletattoo.com. And that's Bell with an E, B-E-L-L-E, northernbelletattoo.com.
0: And I noticed that you have a lot of uh, flora and fauna. Yes, and flora,
3: fauna, faces.
0: That's that's my <laughs> specialty. <laughs> and animals. Yes. This, all, yep. Yeah. Well, I highly encourage, take a look. And if this is something that you've just kind of always dreamed about and you want to dip your toe in and just be able to see what it's all about, come down to the Northern Bell Tattoo and take a look at the process. Um, You might not know what does it all entail and you want to kind of get a sense of it. And there may be a piece of art that you've always wanted to have um, and that that this is an opportunity for you to, to make that decision and claim that art for yourself. So there's more. There's more fun at the St. Paul Art Crawl. We're going to continue in our next segment. We're going to hear from Linda Cassone and the Spatial Effects Gallery and the wonderful um, Minnesota artists who will be featured during the Art Crawl. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show. I'm Lori Fitz, your host, and I'm so excited that we have the St. Paul Art Crawl going on right now. So if you're in your car and you might want to pull over to St. Paul, (laughs) take in the Art Crawl, this is a great time to do it. If you're at home, make some plans. You can go to the stpaulartcollective.org and learn all about the event. But it is going on today. It started yesterday, April 14th through the 16th. It also will be next weekend, the 21st through the 23rd, the weekend after that, the 28th and the 30th, and also May 5th through the 7th. Different districts are featured. This is a new way of doing the art crawl. It's especially nice for artists who will be able to see other art uh, and not just uh, have to be with their only their art and then it's done. They can now, you know, cross-pollinate with the art and take a look at some of the other districts and what's going on. I have some wonderful people here to talk about the show. We've um, had a chance to talk with Tim Jenin. Hi, Tim. Thanks for being here. (laughs) And Tim is with the Lower Town Lofts Artist Cooperative. If you missed that first segment, you can go to our podcast. You can go to am950radio.com and we'll have, go to the Connections logo and click on it. You can listen to the latest uh, radio show. Northern Bell Tattoo, we just heard from Alex Hall. Ah, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. I've already Thank been you. thinking. I'm starting <laughs> to think of what do I want. Might be a horse. Maybe my dog. We'll see. I'm ready for you. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have Linda Cassone is joining us with the Spatial Effects Gallery. Hi there. And we have Andrew Webster with Master Framers.
2: Hi, Lori. Thanks for having us.
0: Oh, I'm just delighted. If, if you all have been to the St. Paul Art Crawl, you know how wonderful it is. If you haven't, it's really about local artists who are representing 10 different districts in St. Paul. And it's put on by the St. Co- Paul Art Collective since 1991. It is the longest-running art crawl in the United States. So you can go and support hundreds of talented local artists. You can enjoy local food, live music. You can dance. You can see dance. There's all kinds of different venues. There's gallery spaces, artist lofts. It's very casual. It's very family friendly. I love introducing kids to art. And this is a great place to do it because you can do it on your own speed and you can run around and you can do all the things that kids want to do and then be able to get introduced to art. You never know how something like that can impact the rest of their lives. So... Look at your children, your grandchildren, your niece, your nephews, neighborhood kids. Have them come down and enjoy the community and also uh, get to meet some very creative individuals and in their art. The suggested hours are Friday from 6 to 10. Saturday, it uh, kicks off at noon and goes till 8 o'clock. And Sunday, again, it kicks off at noon and goes till about 5 o'clock. Linda. Yes. You have the Spatial Effects Gallery. You opened that back in 2015, and you also have a great theater background that brings a lot of flair and excitement to, to the work that you do, which I love. But you, you really want to talk about the Minnesota local artists that you're going to be featuring in your spatial gallery. Tell me about them.
4: Well, we show the work of more than 25 Minnesota artists, uh, one from as far away as Grand Marais, but most local to the Twin Cities area. Um, We have handmade furniture that um, um, our other company, the one we started in 1978, we design and build that and show it in the gallery. But we also have paintings, sculpture, drawings, photographs, ceramics, and some unusual disciplines like glass objects and carved gourds. So there's really a big variety uh, for people to choose from.
0: You have worked on some um... (laughs) – tell us about Crunch. (laughs) Oh, well,
4: we opened Third Street Studios in 1978, and Uh we're three partners. And our background is theater and fine arts. And when we started the business, we were still doing theater, commercial displays, mascot costumes, and that's where Crunch comes in. Um, he was my design originally, and um, he, he I think he was kind of groundbreaking because he was a not cartoonish but muscular and strong and um, all wolf but still uh, friendly to children and uh, it was quite the experience um, mascot costumes were always interesting Um, I also did one for the Philadelphia Eagles I would do a lot of work for Target they used to do costumes every year so it, it was a big part of our business for a while.
0: I just love that. I also like that the, it perhaps gave a more friendly face to wolves because I think wolves sometimes get a bad rap. So it's oh. nice uh, on that end, too, to create yeah. kind of a warm spirit towards the wolf. So you <laughs> have you been doing the Art Crawl for about five years now?
4: Well, I, it may have been um, right since 2015, but we've done it, you know, COVID years were kind of a problem, but... Um, you know, we've done it every time it was offered in the community, and it's always an amazing weekend.
0: What do you like best about it?
4: I I think what I like best is that so many people who have never come out to look at artwork come out because it's an event. And it, as you said earlier, it's, it's child-friendly, um... If you're lucky, the weather is wonderful and people come out and and for the first time consider that, that they could own some artwork um, to make their lives bigger and better.
0: Mm. If folks um, are interested in having furniture designed, is that something that you work with them on?
4: Oh, absolutely. We work directly with people and, um, you know, we... We go to their homes and see what they need and talk to them. I mean, I, over the years, um, I've I've designed furniture that I based on a piece of jewelry that huh. someone owned, and other times it's just something that's completely uh, practical that they need. So, you know, that's what we provide is you know whatever someone needs or wants.
0: Was there something in particular about the piece of jewelry, an image, or, or something about the style? that you? It just seems to be a, kind of hard to take a piece of jewelry and figure out how to do furniture. What, what was that like? Well, um,
4: a lot of our furniture uses more than one material, so it'll be wood and metal or other um, types of materials. So in designing the piece of furniture, considering... The jewelry, it was in the metal details that I put okay. on the table that I designed.
0: Nice. And if someone came to you and said, I like mid-century, I love the cool, you know, that modern back in the the mid-century, is that something that you like to go back and, and figure out how to work that into their home after being in their home?
4: Absolutely. Um, one of the things about the theater background is that you can't design for the theater and reject periods of history Mm -hmm. you know if you're doing a traditional Shakespeare you do it in the period um, uh, when it was written Mm -hmm. not that you can't do it in modern dress as well but the point is you can't reject styles even if you don't want to live with every style yourself so I love something about every period of history and every style of design, and I'm more than happy to um, do something um, in one of those periods for people.
0: Absolutely. And your view of art in general, it sounds like, is very influenced from your theater background, um, that, that there's creativity within boundaries. There's the yes and uh, to create something. Tell me more about how that shaped your view of art.
4: Well, um, theater is a very collaborative uh, activity, and I consider, we consider um, our approach to our gallery as a series of conversations. Um, the artist has an internal dialogue as they're creating a piece of artwork, but then when they put it out for the public to see, um it's it's more about what the viewer brings to the piece of artwork and i've i've been really surprised at how differently different people can respond to the same painting or the same sculpture you know that one person will see something as very sad and another person will see it as very peaceful um so i think In a way, the artist has to let go of their piece of artwork when they put it out into the world and let the viewer make their own decisions. But I also think that there's a conversation between a specific piece of art and what's around it, other artwork or other objects in your home. And most people don't live in a home with long walls that are all white, where they can simply spread out their artwork. So they have to accept these conversations between different things. And I think, um, you know, it could just be color, or it could be form. Um, but uh, there's, there's more to um, a piece of artwork than its original intent. It mm-hmm. lives in an environment and that environment changes, and it has to continue that conversation um, for you to continue to enjoy it. I love that. And I always tell people it's a good idea to move your artwork around because you see it in different ways, and it says something different to you as time moves on.
0: And it also has different relationships with the art around it that, that create a new way of thinking or looking at it. I love the idea Absolutely. that art has relationships with Another piece of art. I'd never thought about that. That's that's a fabulous new idea for me. (laughs) Well, if you come to the gallery, I can point all those things out to you. (laughs) I will have to do that. Uh, I do have pieces of art that my family that we that I I was very blessed of having family that took me to art uh, fairs and uh, Uh when we lived in California, especially. And they bought me art that um, that I adored, and I still have. And then it made an uh-huh. impact on me on wanting to have art that that I could pass down and cherish. Um, and it's it's just it just because I look at the art and not only love the art but remember that time, you know. And, and exactly, I think that the crawl provides us context that's part of memory building um, and part of you know what's important. And I and as we were talking earlier about how. COVID made an impact of figuring out the introspection of who we are and perhaps coming up Mm -hmm. with an image that we would like to tattoo. I think it also gave us a sense of how important community is and and how rich being able to be in community um, and how amazing, you know, the the second look at the art crawl now that we can actually go out and do it um, gives us a deeper appreciation for each other and for art as well.
4: Yes, it does.
0: Well, Linda, give us your website so that uh, folks can learn more about the work that you do. And on your website, do you also have um, some of the artists mentioned there or just uh, that you do a gallery with with artists?
4: Well, the website is spatialeffectsgallery.com, and we do have the artists mentioned there, um, though we continue to add new artists, um, so some... (laughs) We could be better about updating it.
0: (laughs) Well, that just means they have to come down and take a look, right? That's right. (laughs) And what weekend are you doing it? Uh, The 5th, 6th, and 7th. All right. So put it on your calendar for May. And also, if you want to learn more information about the Art Crawl in general, you can go to the org, And then when you get there, you'll see the Art Crawl events that you can click on. So stay with us. We have the master framers next to learn more about the work that they've done over the years with the Art Crawl. Thanks so much for listening to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about fun things like the St. Paul Art Crawl. Stay with us. Connections Radio Show. I'm Laurie Fitz, your host, and we've had a wonderful day talking about the St. Paul Art Crawl, which I highly encourage you to go down and check it out. There are 10 districts. You can find out which district is going on by going to the St. Paul stpaulartcollective.org. There are events April 14th through the 16th, so right now. Um, there are events next week, 21st through the 23rd. Then we also have events 28th through the 30th and May 5th. Through the seventh. And we have some delightful artists and supporter of artists uh, on our show today. Tim, thank you so much for sharing about the Lower Town Lofts Artist Cooperative.
1: Glad to do it.
0: Yeah, it was great to have you um, also share about your visual diary that it would be fun to come down and see. Uh, we have Alex Hall from the Northern Bell Tattoo. Thank you for having me. And we were just talking about the evolution of tattoo art and how more artists are specializing.
3: Yeah, it, it's really cool to see the, the shift in the industry.
0: From just picking a picture to really creating art mm-hmm. together, which yeah. I, I love the collaborative sense of that. And we have Linda Cosson, who just shared with us about the Spatial Effects Gallery. Wonderful to be here today. We're so grateful that you are. It created a little conversation um, with uh, Andrew. Andrew and I are going to go next here on talking about his Master Framers. Andrew is sharing uh, something that you said that really hit him, and I'm going to let Andrew, you go ahead and share.
2: Well, I'll start with Master Framers is a locally owned picture framing shop located in the the heart of Lower Town St. Paul, where we do everything from children's refrigerator art and concert posters to Rembrandts and Picasso's for museums and collectors, um, and Linda had brought up uh, not uh, not being able or not wanting to avoid any styles of design as framers. If somebody brings in something of a very specific period, we try to frame it to that period. Whether we appreciate uh, mid-century modern or we appreciate the the Louis. The 15th style frame, sometimes this is what we create. Um, so, yeah.
0: and you are, as you said, in a neighborhood. Um, um, <laughs> and you, uh, you, the original uh, Roger Nielsen, Roger Nielsen, was the original person who you bought this from. Yes, and he w- basically bought an abandoned warehouse in Lower Town.
2: Uh, they were, Roger and his former partner were in the uh, Rossmore originally, and Roger married Janet Hahn as they moved over to an abandoned warehouse. <laughs> I believe they were squatting to start with and uh-huh. then bought it. Uh-huh. Um, the 262 Studios is what it had become. Um, and that was around 75. Uh, and how we built Master Framers out from there.
0: And they became experts in hand finishing and hand carving as well? Correct.
2: So we do what normal picture framers do. We can do the chop and join that you can find at Michael's Mm -hmm. and any mall shop. But we also custom mill our own profiles and hand finishing, whether it's staining, painting, 22-karat gold leaf. Um,
0: And there is an art in that.
2: There is. There is. I don't like to call myself an artist. Um, I think it – I don't want to offend artists.
0: But you you are –
2: I'm a Again, craftsman. You're cra- I feel like I'm a and craftsman. And you
0: collaborate. There, oh, there's yeah. a collaborative aspect to your work to make sure that it honors the intent or the period.
2: Yeah, it's it's problem solving. We do a lot of problem solving.
0: Well, there are folks that must really think you do a good job. We've got Minneapolis Institute of Arts, the Des Moines Art Center, South Dakota Art Museum, the Minnesota State Capitol, George Bush Presidential Library, and you just mentioned the Portrait Gallery yeah. a little while back as well. You must be very proud.
2: Oh, very. Um, It's the artists themselves and our connection with them is how we get these jobs. Mm -hmm. Typically, um, these institutions don't directly – well, the museums directly reach out to us. Mm -hmm. But if a governor is getting his portrait done, it's the artist that recommends us or Uh comes to us for that.
0: So this must be a really wonderful time to have the art crawl um, and to connect with artists and and connect with folks that are – Perhaps buying art and yeah. and wanting to work with you, in creating something special for their home.
2: Yeah, well, uh, master framers during the art crawl we turn our showroom basically into a gallery, and we invite. We have kind of a core group of an art group of artists, and then we invite a rotating group of artists in also. So we'll have like um, Jack Dant, a plein air painter, Bob Brock, and ceramic fish. Uh, Gwen Crab does uh, practical ceramics. Jan Hahn does textiles and cross-stitch on pillows, Kel Thielen, Bowles vessels um, with decorative bookbinding binding materials. Uh, Janine Pringle does drawings and paintings. We're lucky to have Stuart Lockridge this time. Has decided not to do our crawl in his own studio. He's going to be in ours. He's a wonderful printmaker. Um, and a, a new jeweler that we haven't shown before, Sarah Jill. Um, I haven't even seen her stuff yet. I'm looking forward to that.
0: And you'll be able to. Someone coming to your place will be able to purchase this art.
2: Can purchase all of it. Yes. I and we'll give tours to to see kind of what we do. Um, show show off. The craft. The craft. I've told people if somebody sent me back in time a thousand years, I could get a job as a picture framer and a gilder. <laughs> a lot of it has not changed. It's
0: a timeless. Yeah. Well, what uh, the other thing that I I think is interesting is that there's so many different price points that no yeah, one should correct. ever feel like. Wait a minute. You know, art, I don't know if I can afford that. Um, I think You mentioned jewelry, print, uh, fine art, painting. Yep. It, it, it all depends on when, what strikes you and, and what you can afford. And I always encourage people to just look for one piece at least to take home from the art crawl. Yeah,
2: I think the art crawl is great for getting together with friends and family or a date and travel around. And no matter what you think art is, you're going to find out that it's even more vast <laughs> than you thought.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. What do you love best about the art crawl?
2: Uh, seeing family and coming in, friends mm-hmm. that we don't always see our customers coming in. Um, also, it's a chance for us to clean up our space and throw a new coat of paint on the walls, <laughs> that sort of thing.
0: <laughs> well, uh, give us your website.
2: Masterframers.com. That's masterframers, plural. And also, uh, check us out on Instagram and Facebook. We try to post regularly.
0: Perfect. Yeah. Alex, what's your favorite? My favorite? Thing from the the art crop. Oh, um. Is this your first year? This is my first year. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm your sorry. Fa- your favorite thing will be, we'll <laughs> find out know. next year. <laughs> Linda, what's your favorite thing about the art craft? Well, I think I'm just
4: going to repeat what Alex said. I mean, so <laughs> many of our past customers and clients come in, and also many of the artists stop in, so um, the public and the artists can talk about their artwork, which is really eye-opening, um, to people. They love to ask artists how they accomplish a specific thing and how they work.
0: I do. I love sometimes just eavesdropping on those conversations yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and just hearing um, where artists go. And, and I, I agree, there are times when someone takes something away from an art that the, the artist looks at them like, you, you, you got that out of it? Well, cool. <laughs> it's not what I was intending, but cool. Uh, it, it does become to have a life of its own. Tim, my friend, what do you like best?
1: Um, I really like the sense of community that happens uh during that weekend it's it's uh just it's great that it's one of the times that we all come together as as artists in the building and uh we really see what we're accomplishing uh over the over the year. And, uh, and also just the people that it brings into the building. I have friends that go back decades, um, that I, I get to see. Um, and,
0: and thank and, you, Tim. And- I got to I got a wrap. So I okay. love having, um, everyone share about what they love. You can go to the St. Paul art and you can learn more about the art crawl and all the different, uh, places to go and things to see. Thanks for joining us on connections radio show here on AM nine fifty, the progressive voice of Minnesota.